third and final hour here on the Sports Blast, ESPN New Hampshire and ESPNNHradio.com. In 20 minutes, we got five questions with Brian Roach. With moi. Coming up, uh, but before we get to that, we've been very NFL heavy for good reason, obviously. The new league year started on Thursday. A lot of activity in the league since then, mostly for the Patriots. But um, we're going to do a quick hit on the Celtics here. Mark, you've got something you want to get off your chest, uh, and it pertains to Isaiah Thomas. Yeah, um, I think Isaiah is in the doghouse, and the reason why I say that is you don't put your, you know, throw your your coach under the bus, even though he was at fault. I mean, you know, during that um, Clippers game, there's no way that he should have put in those guys late in the third quarter when they're on the run, um, and they gave up that lead. Um, but you don't say it to the media, and, and the reason why you don't say it to the media is because you protect your coach and you protect your unity inside. So now it feels like a disconnect between Isaiah Thomas and the message from Brad Stevens. And Brad Stevens came out and said it wasn't a, a big deal. Like he kind of threw it, like say, threw it in the garbage and say, don't worry about it. Let's get over it. Like it is what it is. Because I think he realized he did do something wrong in that game. But the fact that Isaiah Thomas came out and literally like put it in bold and highlighted it and said this was wrong when Brad Ory knew that after the game it was wrong, and then Isaiah throwing Jay Crowder under the bus. The game before that, yeah. That was. So I, I just I, I don't like where Isaiah's head's at right now because I feel Becoming like. He, a little bit of a diva now. I, exactly. I, I feel like he might be frustrated that the Celtics didn't go out and get a big. And or get somebody at the right, trade deadline. And, and, that's on age then. Well, no, but, I mean, Isaiah's the star on this team right now, he should have voiced that he wants to help. Ainge yeah. behind closed doors. Yes, obviously, before the trade deadline. And right. be like, we need a rebounder. We, well, we don't know that he didn't do that. And maybe Danny Ainge wasn't willing to part ways with right. the Brooklyn pick. Maybe, but when Marcus Smart's your leading rebounder, that's embarrassing. Avery, Avery Bradley, too. Marcus right. Smart and Avery Bradley. And it was uh, was it the Suns game when he, where he said uh, you can't be experimenting in yes. game 63? But, I mean, like, what was Brad Stevens supposed to do? You had two guys that were out I- of your normal starting well, rotation. Well, that's the point I'm trying to make. Like, you have to do what you have. And during that game, I, I felt like Brad did get a little comfortable, but you still have to keep guys because you have, like, so many back-to-backs in this West Coast uh, trip. Right, and it's the last West Coast trip of the year. Of the year, so you want to make a statement. Right. And you're playing against 500 or below teams, so you got to win these games. So and you I, lost two of them. I un- I understand the frustration out of Isaiah Thomas. I just didn't like how he went about sure. going delivering the message. And and also like just when you feel good about them beating the Warriors, you have to remind yourself that they beat a Warriors team that is really struggling right now. Yeah, they've dropped what four of their last six. They're resting all their guys tonight. So. That win at Oracle, how excited can you really get about it? <laughs> did, did you see what? Um, uh, I don't know if it was a Celtics fan that did it, but um, they changed the Wikipedia for the Oracle Arena. They changed the owner to the Boston Celtics. See, that's yeah. the thing. It's like it would have been <laughs> different. It would have been. Di- and look, the Golden State Warriors are the best home team in the NBA, but it would have been different if they were riding like a ten-game win streak. Right. Or if they were the Golden State Warriors of last year. They are struggling right now. Right. Well, they that's are. with so KD out. With KD out, they're not the same Warriors team. So you shouldn't get too excited about it. Even though going back to most of the team is what made it to the Western Conference. Still, yeah, though, the the di- but, the di- but when the NBA dynamic finals. of the team changes so rapidly, yeah. you know, we, you when, lose when a guy you bring in those superstar. And, and once you get used to it, and mm-hmm. then he gets hurt, and mm-hmm. then you have to revert all of a sudden, it, it takes a little while to get used to it. And <clears throat> just going back to what you were saying, Mark, about how you don't call your, your coach out. I think that's true. Even if the coach is definitely at fault, you don't do that. I mean, you guys remember in 2012, 
um, Dustin Pedroia to Bobby Valentine. Hey, that's not how we do things around here. Yeah. When Bobby Valentine said, Kevin Euclid, I don't think his head's really in it. He's not He's not as emotional as he used to be. Well, no one and, does that. And, no one's supposed to do that. And, and, and the thing is, well, what are you talking about? Bobby Valentine? Yeah, Bobby Valentine. I, I had a problem with that. Not I had with a, pro- I had a problem. No, but, but a lot of people in Boston thought of Dustin Pedroia and they said, listen, buddy. We don't like Bobby Valentine either. We don't like him probably just as much as you don't like him. But you can't. You do don't that. throw your manager yeah. under the bus. You don't talk about your coach to the media like that. Because then that stirs uh, turmoil within your your locker room, um, and it's going back to Isaiah Thomas and his like his swagger and his cockiness about him. Like he feels like he's on top of the world, and I understand you know the the move that you know he went to you know went to the Celtics. Instead of camping out in Phoenix, um, it, it was a great move for him. But I, I feel like he's getting way too comfortable with his swagger and his cockiness. He's got like a Floyd Mayweather esque to him. Um, he hangs out with him way too much. He thinks he's the An uncomfortable be- amount actually. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but, but what I'm saying is, I feel like he thinks he's like the best in the world. You can have that mindset. You can have that mindset. But you can't come out and you can't tell the media and throw your uh, one of your better players under the bus as well as your coach. You just don't do that. And especially during this road trip where you're playing the Lakers, you're playing the Suns, you're playing the Clippers, right? You're playing the Warriors. They played the Denver Nuggets like garbage last night. And the reason why is is because Isaiah Thomas told his coach and, and, and it was all like all this media hype. You don't need the media hype. What good teams do is they block out the noise, right? And they don't let it get to them. But Isaiah Thomas created that noise, guys. Created that noise. And now all the chatter is around, you know, Isaiah Thomas, you know, MVP caliber player. It's all about me. I'm the Boston Celtics. Give me a break. Uh, Without Brad Stevens, this team wouldn't be where it is right now. Okay? Brad Stevens is one of the best coaches in the NBA. So to say that Isaiah Thomas is that MVP caliber player, sure. But uh, Brad Stevens is, you know, hand in hand. They're not winning any, anything with Isaiah. No, I think I think it's possible and and probably plausible that they trade Isaiah Thomas this offseason, especially if they go out and they get, let's say, Markel Fultz, I let, Alonzo Ball. No, I would let him walk. I would let Isaiah Thomas walk. I I feel like you Why? know at Why the end of his contract. You just you just let him walk. What, and get nothing? Well, you, I mean, you're probably not going to get much for him anyway. But still, wouldn't you rather do that, especially if you go out and get... If you go out and you keep that Brooklyn pick, and let's just assume, like we've been assuming, that it's going to be a top two pick, maybe the number one overall, you draft Markel Fultz. Yeah. Isaiah Thomas is going to look at that and say, okay, what's the... Is this kid going to take my... Like, what's going on here? He's going to be constantly looking over his shoulder. Even if Markel Fultz, let's say, starts the year on the bench, mm-hmm. Isaiah Thomas is going to be like, what's the long-term play here? Because that, that guy... That kid plays the same position as me. He's going to be a Or one you two. could trick him. You could trick him and say, we're bringing in this guy because he's a Washington grad. Okay? Um, he's from the Seattle area, basically. You know, he played college there. And he plays the same, like, kind of same position with you. But we're going to actually play him the two guard. And then they trade, as, trade away Isaiah and Markel Fultz takes, you know, takes the point. I, I, I can see that happening. But I also can see like Danny Ainge, you know, looking into the market and trying to come up with a package of players and Isaiah Thomas may be thrown in the I mix. could totally see that happening. If he ends up keeping that pick, if it turns into Markel Fultz or even Lonzo Ball, whoever it turns into. And I will say, if Isaiah Thomas keeps this up. If he keeps it up, then I think for sure. He, I mean, he will. Ainge, and it's totally a Danny Ainge type move. It is. 
He it is. Say, Isaiah, thanks for your service here in Boston. We got you the re- most out of you. turned into an MVP type candidate. We're going to use that. We're going to trade you and get some more assets, whether that means more draft picks Did or to you Rondo. for a bigger player. And maybe, who knows, maybe well, they... Rondo didn't get along with Stevens as well. Well, well, Rondo doesn't get along with Isaiah anybody. is not getting along with Stevens well, as well. Starting so, to become so that let's, way, yeah. So let's say this continues. Isaiah Thomas, maybe you don't trade him for draft picks. Maybe you package him for, let's say, uh, Paul George. Although uh, George will then have one year left on his deal as well, right? Yeah, so that, yeah. But so does Isaiah. Isaiah. So you're yeah. trading a guy who has one year left on his deal for another guy who has one year left on his deal. And, and, and that, uh, is but that there, not a possibility? Sure, but there's a lot of terminology in that um, in regards to does Isaiah Thomas want to stay in Indiana? Does Paul George want to stay with the Celtics? Well, so uh, I think well, you have to hold that. Well, here's in the thing, though. Uh, I mean, do we know that Isaiah Thomas will stay here long term? He keeps talking about you gotta, you know, back up the truck for me to get paid, right? Well, th- that's what I'm saying. Like all this cockiness, and, and that's not the Celtics' way. Like the Celtics' way is just go out and do it. Like d- don't talk about it. Just go out and do it. Paul Pierce was one of the greatest Celtics of all time because he he went out and did his job. He came up clutch. You know, made some big time shots. Larry Bird, same thing. Larry Bird was cocky, but he was cocky towards the players. He wasn't like cocky towards the media. And Isaiah Thomas is taking this to another level. If he keeps this up, he's becoming like a DeMarcus Cousins, a cancer in the locker room, because he's all about himself, where he says, give me the ball, let me do my job, instead of making all players around me better. I wouldn't go as far as to say that he's becoming a toxic player. But he is starting to get a little big for his boots. Yeah, he's going. It. He's he's said some things now in the last week, and there have been other moments throughout, throughout the this year season. Where, yeah, where he's had a few moments where we've kind of looked at his comments and gone, "Oh, that sounds very diva esque." Remember, he did the same exact thing to Brad this this uh, early in the season. He threw him under the bus. He didn't like it. I, I get you want to voice your opinion. I get that, but you don't do it to the media. Because what the media does is throw that stuff out there, and then we have to listen to it, right? It's, it's different if you're like a Kobe Bryant or a LeBron James. Yes. You can get away with a Russell hell of Westbrook. a lot more. Russell Westbrook. You can get away with a hell of a lot more. You can throw the coach under the bus. It's not like that's necessarily accepted. People will still criticize you, but it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be traded. But you have the talent. You have the t- but you also have <clears throat> the, uh, the cachet. You know, yes. it's like you're Kobe. Yeah, you can throw Phil Jackson under the bus all you want. We're not trading you. We'd prefer that you don't do it, but it doesn't mean that. Oh, you know, we're star, shipping you off. Star, superstar players can be douchey, and exactly they but, can. But that's the key word. They have to be superstar players, right? Isaiah Thomas is a star. Star. He's not a superstar, right? He's no. not a fan- franchise caliber and player. He's a relatively new star. Yeah, right. It's not like he's been a star for seven years. Like. He became a star, what, like halfway through I last season? he has season? a small guy complex. He's a, he yeah, does exactly. have a small Definitely guy. has a small guy. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think we call that a Napoleon complex. He absolutely has that, yeah. He does. Totally. And the fact that so, he was picked last in the draft, right. it, it also shows. Shoulder. Yeah, chip on. But, but in, that, in that standpoint, though, don't you want to just like go out there and just dominate the game and let your game do the talking? Like, if you were picked last in the draft, you want your performance to honestly put it out there and showcase your talents rather than... You know, running your mouth and throwing your your entire team entire team under the bus. Like you, you cannot do that. You you can't do that because you're not good enough to do it. If you were Kobe Bryant, if you were Michael Jordan, if you were Russell Westbrook or LeBron James, I agree, you do it. But Isaiah Thomas, you're not at that caliber, so you don't have the level of audacity to do that. You don't have the authority to do that. Brad Stevens does. 
Okay, Danny Ainge may be able to do it, but at the same at the same token, okay, this is a team oriented uh, or, or oriented organization. Okay, they bleed green. It's Celtics pride all across Boston. I'm sorry, the fans and the organization does not want to see Isaiah Thomas running his mouth about his own team. Very, it makes no sense. Very disrespectful. Extremely. No loyalty whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And if if I'm Danny Ainge, I'm totally putting that as a factor when it comes down to salary talks. Okay? Oh, if there's another You're going to back like up the dump trucks? You mm-hmm. want all that money? You want to talk about Brad Stevens like that? You want to talk about your current players like that? Sit your ass down. Sit your ass down. You ain't getting <laughs> any money from my if, pocket. If, if, if this continues to be a recurring issue with him, which hopefully it won't, but if it does... Then I think that's it's ultimately going to happen. It's this inevitable. Is, it's it's inevitable. I think he will absolutely be traded, depending on where they end up. Uh, the lottery is uh, announced what in May. May, depending on what pick they end up with, or, or by they I mean Brooklyn. Yep. Which the Celtics will then swap with, depending on where that happens, where what they end up with one or two, the Celtics and Danny Ainge will say, okay, I'm going to end up taking Markel Fultz or Lonzo Ball, and then I'm going to trade Isaiah Thomas. And you think about it, Sheesh, before that before this kind of even happened, okay, if it wasn't if, if it wasn't all this chatter around Isaiah Thomas, I'd be like, all right, just draft Markel Fultz or trade it. But since he's talking like this about his own team, he talks about how grateful he is that Danny had traded for him. Well show how grateful you are by by your performance. Right. Don't don't use like Instagram and Twitter and all this nonsense. To go out and put, throw your team on the bus. You know, That's the, not the, the way you do it. The curious-sized emojis on Twitter. That's not the way you do it. It's like just creating all this, these nonsense stories that amount to nothing at the end of the day. Right. Except for a distraction. And now um, the Celtics have 10 of their next, the last 15 games of their season are at home, I believe. They're at home. 10 of their last 15 all games. All are on the East Coast, yes. too. All on the East Coast. So you have an opportunity here to really make a push for the number one seed in the Eastern Conference. And if you can make no, a deep run. I don't think they'll push for the number one. What, they, they could. They're two they're, games they're two, Cleveland. Two and a half. Two and a half, two and a half games. games by Cleveland? Yeah, but Washington's uh, tied for second. With My them. point is, you have two-thirds of your remaining schedule is at home, all on the East Coast. You have a chance to make a run here. You have a and lot hopefully, of tough games. And once you so. get, they, you do have some tough games in there, but if you can make a deep run in the playoffs, that might so, sort of like smooth some Redeem of the stuff. himself? Smooth some of the stuff that's been happening recently. Well, uh, he would need Danny to Ainge prove himself in the playoffs, first of all, because he has not shown up yeah. in the playoffs for, he, the, he for the Celtics. But, I mean, the, the Celtics, what? Ha, uh, they won two out of the five games on the West Coast trip. When they play the Lakers, Phoenix, Clippers, who are a beatable team, okay? Yeah. The Warriors. They beat a weak Warriors which they team. Beat, yeah. And the Denver Nuggets, which is probably uh, the worst team amongst the group. Yeah. So they besides went, they Phoenix, went, they went two and three actually. on a five-game West Coast They should have won four won, and one. They, yeah, they should have won four of those games. And, but, again, and again, for everyone that's getting excited it. about the Golden State win, Golden State is really struggling right now, guys. Right. But you go back to it. The reason why they struggled on the West Coast trip is because there's a lot of cancer going on in that locker room. There, there is. There's no doubt about it. Players looking at Isaiah Thomas like he has two heads. Like, you, you, you cannot do that, Isaiah. You can't do that. That's your organization. You want to be the franchise-changing player for this team? You act like one. And the way you act it is you make all your teams better instead of being selfish and conceited and being a, a guy that just wants the ball all the time and wants to talk smack about his team behind his back. You can't do that. I don't care how frustrated you are. You keep your emotions behind closed doors, and you let the team handle it, not yourself. 
Quick break here on the Sports Blast. We'll be back with five questions with Brian Roach. Don't go anywhere. ESPN New Hampshire. Allergy congestion. Cut grass. Cat on the sofa. Dust in the carpet. Whenever allergy congestion makes you feel trapped, break through with Allegra D for 5-in-1 24-hour multi-symptom relief. Allegra D combines a non-drowsy antihistamine with a powerful decongestant for fast relief that starts working in just one hour. Break through allergy congestion with Allegra D. Use only as directed. Guaranteed or your money back. Visit Allegra.com. Welcome to Geico's Motorcycle Meanderings. Oh man, this is great. I sure saved a lot of money by switching to Geico. Scored some big savings, and now I can use their mobile app 24-7 for all sorts of stuff. Life just makes sense now. What doesn't make sense is, if a highway splits, it's a fork in the road, then wouldn't the long straight stretch be a knife in the road? And then, wouldn't a cul-de-sac be a spoon in the road? What would a spork be? Geico Motorcycle. Savings that make sense. At 6 a.m., you don't beep your horn doesn't matter my buddy knows the drill anyway because we do this every chance we get like a kid at christmas he's gonna be at the window skis at the door hot cup of coffee in hand that he'll drain just in time for first tracks of loon enjoy outstanding conditions loon mountain new england's most accessible mountain destination is wide open across three peaks buy tickets ahead and save at loonmtn.com It's 6 a.m., clear as a bell, and winter quiet. I'm watching my breath turn to steam. If I turn left out of the driveway, there's a mountain of paperwork on my desk. If I turn right, there's a mountain of snow at Loon. I'm turning right. Work will still be there tomorrow. Loon Mountain is wide open across three peaks with terrain for the whole family. Full progression of terrain peaks in New Hampshire's only super pipe. Buy tickets ahead and save at LoonMTN.com. Hi, I'm Anthony Munoz, formerly of the Cincinnati Bengals. I was fortunate to have played left tackle for 13 years with the same team, twice in Super Bowls and 11 consecutive years in the Pro Bowl. I said fortunate, not lucky, because I maintain a good work ethic and plan for my good health working out regularly. I didn't take unnecessary risks. I also wore pads, helmet, and other protective equipment to keep me safe. I'm honored to help the Good Samaritan program and its desire to get soldiers, Marines, and civilians to help reduce mishaps. Team effort is another concept I use throughout my career. Teammates helping teammates will work. The lessons I've learned in my football career can be applied to traffic and off-duty safety. The right equipment like seat belts, helmets, and motorcycles, and high-risk activities and goggles or glasses will help reduce mishaps. Don't depend on luck to keep you alive. It's better to plan for your future and for your safety. It simply takes a momentary loss of attention to land you on the bench, sidelines, or worse. Scores, standings, trades, and breaking news. This is your ESPN New Hampshire update. The New England Patriots acquired wide receiver Brandon Cooks from the New Orleans Saints last night. The Pats surrendered their first and third round picks in this year's upcoming draft for the 23-year-old receiver. Cooks is coming off his second straight 1,000-yard receiving season and will carry a cap hit of just over $1.5 million. There were also a pair of notable Patriots departures yesterday. Cornerback Logan Ryan and Martellus Bennett both leaving. Ryan signing a three-year, $30 million deal with the Tennessee Titans. Bennett, a three-year contract with the Green Bay Packers worth $21 million. The Celtics were blown out by the Denver Nuggets last night, 119-99 at the Pepsi Center. The Celtics will next host the Bulls at the Garden tomorrow at 3.30. 
The Bruins are underway at the Garden facing the Flyers. It's currently a scoreless affair in the first period. Split squad action for the Sox today. Say that five times fast. Chris Sale will start against the Tampa Bay Rays, or is currently starting against the Tampa Bay Rays at JetBlue Park. Henry Owens going against the Twins at Hammond Stadium. Both games are scoreless in the bottom of the first. David Price is resuming baseball activities for the first time since being shut down on February 28th. As of right now, his routine consists of plyometric exercises. Those are your Sports Center updates. Be sure to listen live on ESPN, NHRadio.com, and the ESPN Radio app. I'm Ashish Sharma. Don't go anywhere. The Sports Bus continues right now. Just what is it that you want to do? Well, we want to be free. We want to be free to, to do what we want to do. And we want to get loaded. And we want to have a good time. And that's what we're going to do. Away, well, baby, let's go. We're going to have a good time. We're going to have a party. Excuse me. I'd like to ask you a few questions. It's time for five questions. Five is right up. Man, let me ask you something. I got a question. Only on ESPN New Hampshire. You don't have to answer that question. I'll answer the question. 900 AM Nashua. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers. I want the truth. Calm down. 1250 AM Manchester. What did you say? And ESPNNHradio.com. Thank you for all your cooperation. All right, we got five questions with Brian Roach. Before we get to it, uh, just a quick update to my update. As I wrap that up, it looks like Henry Owens allowed a run or two. Yeah, he allowed a two-run triple, and so with no one out, he walked a guy, gave up a hit, and then he gave up a two-run triple. Nope, that's Henry Owens for you. Uh, no outs yet. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> Pretty impressive. Uh, and Chris Sale, I believe, struck out the side. Yes, he allowed a hit to Longoria, but struck out everyone else. Nice. Okay, and the Bruins are scoreless in the first period. Brian, you have five questions, my friend. I do. Question one, Brian. Coming into the game, and the fans here in Houston go nuts. Did you just address yourself in the third person? I did. I did. He forgot to play the buzzer. I didn't forget. I forgot to pop it up. I hear you. Okay. So, which will be the first shoe to drop? I know we've been talking about it, um, but Dante Hightower... Either coming back, uh, him signing, or Malcolm Butler situation, which will be resolved first, and what happens? It's really hard to just. I mean, like, there's really nothing to base it on. There's not. Uh, but I, I, it's just kind of like a gut feeling type thing. Like, which one will happen first? I, it's not like one is necessarily waiting for the other, right? They're completely uh, irrelevant to each other in the sense that there's no connection. I mean, the only connection all. would be like, well, if Malcolm Butler gets a big contract from the Patriots, then the only connection would be. Hightower probably isn't going to get paid. So I guess that th th there is a connection there. Yeah, but I but think there's also, like, stuff being out there, like, um, you know, Hightower leaving Tennessee without a contract and the fact that the Saints are, and the Patriots might be talking Malcolm Butler at some uh, some point, um, again, this offseason. Um, so I think, you know, I think maybe Hightower – uh, is the first shoe to drop? Yeah, I think it's just, I mean, honestly, like I just said, there's really nothing to base this on, but it's yeah. more of a gut feeling more than anything. Yeah, I'll go I Hightower. Think, I think Hightower, that thing's going to be resolved within a week. Yeah, I think, and I, think I don't know. By it. the time we come in, and well, we're not here next week because we've got high school sports, I believe, during our time slot next week. Right. So by the time we come back in two weeks, yep. Hightower, that situation will be resolved. I assume Butler will be as well, but if you were just to ask me my gut feeling, which I just feel like Hightower is going to get done first. Yeah, I, I think, just think there's a lot of demand for his service right now. Yeah, I think Hightower, you know, it will go elsewhere, or I, I think he's more likely to sign with the Patriots just because they have the salary cap room to do it. So, 
And I also, would say high talent. And also, first. the NFL is so different in free agency than it is in baseball, where you know guys will just drag it out for two, three months at a time. In football, it's like once free agency starts, it guys happens. are flying around. Yeah. So I have the feeling that Hightower basically. I'm has surprised he hasn't already signed. I am too. And, and to be honest, uh, along with Legarrette Blunt, I feel like like he's a hot commodity, and I'm surprised he hasn't signed yet. And also, the reason I think Hightower will get done faster. Is he's unrestricted. He signs a contract. He signs on the dotted line. It's over. Malcolm Butler signs an offer sheet. Right. F- Patriots have, what, five days? Five they days can drag that out. It's going to yeah. be a long process. Yeah. So I, I'm going to go with Hightower. And, and with Hightower, I think he's testing the market to show the Patriots what he's really worth. Well, I was at the Titans last night. Right. And yeah. I, I think other teams are looking into his services. I think Miami's going to call him. I think it's mainly the Titans because he just, I think he just built a house in Tennessee. Is that correct? He's, I thought he was from. He's uh, from Alabama. I think he, no, he no. Has, he went to the University of Alabama. I don't yeah. think he's from Alabama. No, he's li- he has a house in Tennessee. Oh, I always thought he was from Alabama. No, I think he he's, has, he's from somewhere in the south. Yeah, he is from the south. <laughs> he can't just put I, everything in one. The, big hey, the, the south is all one region. I, I think the he has a like a home in uh, Tennessee. I think uh, Brian's right about that. Okay, so that might play an interesting, but but as you said. He didn't come away with a deal from uh, Tennessee. So I said that. I'm, I'm saying. Well, you said that. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, I was alluding to what Brian said. Um, but what I'm saying. Thank you. <laughs> what I'm saying sorry, is, I, credit you I, enough. <laughs> I, I think other teams are going going to look into his services, and he's going to go back to the Patriots and say, "Well, Tennessee's offering me this. Miami's offering me that. Like Cleveland's offering me this. Like he's going to have options." Lewisburg, Tennessee. Okay. That's where he's from. Okay. So he is from Tennessee. All right. Good call. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He, and he now has a house there. He and Mookie, the two Tennessee boys. Mm. He has one in Nashville. But 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 Mookie can also bowl, so he's he's versatile. I don't, I, know, what Bill, has, I don't know what that has to do with Tennessee and being it, from Tennessee. It doesn't, but, but Bill Belichick would love Mookie bets because of how versatile he is. Oh, made. I get it. I <laughs> see okay. All right. Okay. All right. Go to question two. Please. All right. Question two, guys. Tom Savage is coming into the game, and the fans here in Houston go nuts. <laughs> I love that so much. Go nuts. It's so funny. Because two two plays later, he so, got injured. <laughs> these past two days have been great for Boston sports. Can you think of another, uh, another two-day window in Boston sports history that can be compared to like what's going on with the Patriots right now? It doesn't have to be free agency related? Or no. can it be like a game? It could be like... A, a trade, I uh, acquisitions like oh, well, it could I, be games if you want. All right, or, I mean, I was going to give you a one day window. You remember uh, the day that the Patriots had Game Two of the ALCS in 2013? It was the same day that Tom Brady let a comeback, comeback against the Saints. Against the Saints, yeah, it was at the Red Sox game. So, I mean, that's that's one that comes to mind. But in terms of acquisitions within two days, I mean, the one that really comes to mind, even though it was only one acquisition, was when they acquired Darrell Revis. Yeah, I mean, I, I couldn't believe it. When they signed Darrell Rivas, especially considering that it was a player that hated the Patriots, right? And, and he talked so much smack about uh, Bill Belichick. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, or we could go back to Randy. Mo- I mean, Randy Moss is probably the one that just blew my mind the most back when it happened in 2007. You didn't see it coming when when they got Randy Moss. It doesn't in have to be I blew- just Patriots related, by the way. Well, I'm just trying to think. I mean, well, I mean, then we can talk about Chris Sale. Basically, I was what are the th- acquisitions that blew our mind? The Carl Crawford, Adrian Gonzalez, because those things happened real quick. Yeah, they they were within like a week and a half of each other. Yeah, and, uh, and sure it didn't add up. up to anything, but. I was surprised how much they spent on Carl Crawford. And then I was like, 
they're not doing anything else, right? And then Adrian Gonzalez, I was, I'm a, I'm a huge Adrian Gonzalez fan. I think he's a great fielder along with a great bat. Well, I'll, I'll go to Ashish's point with the events, um, Cleveland Indians and the Boston Red Sox and the Cleveland Cavaliers and the Boston Celtics. They were playing like. You know, kind of. Oh, I love when that happens mm-hmm. all at once. When you have, when you have, when you're playing the same city in two different sports, and yeah. they're both high stakes. But to say like what, like you know, what happened so quick, I would say the off season of the '06 um, for the Celtics when they got Kevin Garnett and you know Ray Allen. Right. Off season of '06 into '07. '07, right? Yep. But my whole, like that was that happened so quick. Like you know, Ray Allen got traded on draft night. Paul Pierce elected to stay after Danny Ainge was tossing him in trade talks. And then come July thirty first, you know, Kevin Garnett got traded out, out of nowhere. You didn't true. really see I it remember, coming. I remember the Kevin Garnett deal happened on the Major League Baseball trade deadline. Yeah, that's what I remember about that too. Yeah, I was like, wait, did the Red Sox make a trade? And I was like, I look at my phone. I'm like, what? The C's got Kevin Garnett, so the big ticket came to town. Yeah. That was Thank a, you for reminding us, Brian, of how spoiled we've been over the yeah, last 10 years. That's that, been nice. That's basically, <laughs> with the exception of the Carl Crawford thing that we just talked about, yeah. that, that was horrible. Yeah. But we just, we talked <laughs> about it. But it eventually hey. ended up with the championship in 2013. But it was completely unrelated to that. Well, they got Alan Webster and Ruby Del Rosa. Yeah. Ruby Del Rosa and Alan Webster got you Wade Miley in. What did Wade Miley get you? Yeah, but they got rid of Adrian oh, you Gonzalez. Got you, you got you, Carson Smith. Yeah. That came but later. they got rid of Adrian Gonzalez. They got rid of, you know, yes. Bobby um, Valentine. Yes, but Freeing up that money. Yeah, it was yeah, huge. Freeing up the money, That's what but I'm it's saying. not like the bodies that came. Basically, if you want to retrace it, those guys got you Ruby and Alan Webster. Those guys got you Wade Miley, and Wade Miley got you Carson Smith, who hasn't pitched. I mean, he pitched, he pitched like, like two like, games, right. two games last year. It'll be bad. Other than that, yeah. That's and a great tree right there. So if, if you just want to follow the tree, yeah. it's like, well, we might like Carson Smith, but we don't Possibly. know yet. You're right. <laughs> so we'll find out. We have to find out, yeah. All right. Question number three. Tom Savage is coming into the game, and the fans here in Houston go nuts. What a savage. All right. So, you know how the Cleveland Indians are, uh, not Cleveland Indians, Cleveland Browns. Yep. Dumpster fire at quarterback. Yeah. Right now, the fifth starter position for the Red Sox is a dumpster fire. You have Elias, who's uh, not throwing for three weeks. You have Henry Owens, who just got, gave up four ran- four runs in the first inning it was hit hard yeah, by the Clay Buckles got traded to the Phillies. Clay Buckles got traded. <laughs> Drew. Who do you have um in the meantime until David Price comes back filling in for that open position in the starting rotation? Cuz I would not start Henry Owens. I would avoid him. Avoid okay. him at all costs. I-, I would put him in single A. All right. So okay, so it's so time maybe, to get yeah. clever. So, so okay. Like to answer Brian's question, let's first imagine the full five-man rotation with David Price. It's Price, Sale, Porcello, Erod, Wright. Yes. Now right. that Price is going to start the year on the deal, most likely, it's Sale, Porcello, Erod, Wright, and a fifth guy. Everybody moves up. Yep. I, in a perfect world, I honestly, honestly would go to Brandon Workman and be like. Can you give us a couple He's spot He's still starts? working back from Tommy John and a concussion. Because I don't like Henry Owens. Right. I, uh, I understand where you're going. I think later in the year, that's a later good in the viable okay. option. Who do you, who, right oh, now. I, I got oh one. God. You got one? Carlos Velasquez. The Mexican guy? Yeah. The guy that we have no idea. He's, he's pretty good. I'll put him or Kyle Kendrick. I was thinking Kyle Kendrick. Or, you know, Kyle Kendrick I mean, like, right? the thing is... Kyle I, Kendrick had him, four no-hit innings. And, and, Brian, I know you're going to come over here and slap me for saying it, but worst-case scenario, not Henry Owens. 
Pomerantz. No, I know. He I needs know. to be in the bullpen. I know. I know. He sucks in the rotation. I, I, I listen. I, he, I'm. Hey, he's a little better, Henry you're, Owens. You're on the ship. A little better. You're on the ship. I'm the captain of the ship. Okay. <laughs> I don't like Drew Pomerantz, but the guy. Who else do you have? Give I mean, me Carlos. Give me Carlos, Carlos Velasquez. Velasquez over Drew Pomerantz. Oh yeah. An all-star yeah. Last oh year? yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. He's a cheaper option. Or Kyle Kendrick. I think. Pomeranz would be better suited in the bullpen because they need a lefty in the bullpen. But I'm I don't two think spot a bot. starts. Two spots. No, no, ew, no, no spot starts. No, no, not one. Well, not, a, not one in the season. Ever. How how long is Elias out for? Uh, he's Rowan's. not throwing for three weeks, so yeah, no, he, he can't start. Well, we didn't even mention him. He also came over on the Wade Miley deal. Yeah, he did. He can't start though, right? No, not so, not yet. So. So without price, you're you got you got to go and find a fifth guy in your yeah. system. You don't want and give you a couple uh, starts. If, if it's Henry Owens, I'll puke. What about um, Groom? <laughs> uh, Groom's gonna be a while. It's yeah. Henry Owens so much. Oh my gosh, he, he walked the leadoff guy. You can't walk the leadoff guy, and then he gave up a single. Then he gave up a three two run triple. He, he finally look, struck you, out you, a you guy. You guys remember when Henry Owens was quote untouchable? Yeah, yeah. yeah. he looks he looks like Fabio at that. <laughs> he, he, he's <laughs> he, he does instead of being untouchable, he's now very hittable. Yeah. Um, <laughs> who, who hate, wait, I, I, I want to like do a, like a bracket type thing. It's like Dave with Buckholes versus Brian with Henry Owens. Yeah. Who hates their pitcher more? I think I hate Henry Owens more. More than Dave hates Clay Buckholes. Uh, I don't know. I think <laughs> I don't know. Dave really hated Clay Buckholes. <laughs> so I, w- I would say Clay Buckholes and Dave. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> All right. If you say so. Like I would put Henry Owens like in a blender and. Blend his arm so he wouldn't pitch. What are you, yeah. the mafia? <laughs> Basically. Like, well, we, we chop up our guys that we don't like. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, guys. Question four. Tom Savage is coming into the game, and the fans here in Houston go nuts. Yeah, Tom Savage. What a savage. Mm-hmm. All Such right. Such a savage. So Celtics, season's wrapping up. 15 games left. What seed do you have them as? I think that they will finish now that as the number two. I'm hopeful that they'll pass Cleveland. I'm sorry, were you done with your question? No, that was it. Yeah, I, I'm <laughs> hopeful that they'll pass Cleveland. Mark, they are two and a half back of Cleveland. Two and a half, yep. Cleveland is they tie with Washington. Cleveland is sputtering a little bit. They yeah. play Cleveland once. And I ultimately think they will end up with just under 55 wins and will finish as the number two seed, even though I'm very hopeful that they will surpass Cleveland for the number one seed in the East. Well, they usually play good at home, so I, I think you know this home stretch um, with I believe it's roughly four or five away games left on their schedule. I think the majority of their games are at home, so I think um, I think they will be in the two seed. I'm just um, wondering where Washington really stops um, because one, once Washington stops, then I, I think Cleveland will f- fulfill that number one. Um, as they went on, you know, late in the season, but I, I think it's either two or three. I, I think they're flirting with three, just because I don't yeah. like the chemistry that's going on in the locker room. Yeah, but I think they'll finish two just because of their home stretch. And I got to make a quick correction: they are actually, yeah, you're right. Washington passed them. They are now the third seed they're in the, the Eastern Conference. They are because the winning percentage. And I got to adjust my win total too. They are currently sitting at 41 wins. I think they'll get 50 with 15 games left. So what did I say? 53, 54 wins. That's that's gonna be that's thirteen of their next fifteen. <laughs> yeah, that's I'll not happening. Say I gotta, yeah, I got forty nine, fifty wins. I yeah, say fifty. So, so I say they reach fifty. So let's say they go five hundred, right? So they've got fifteen. So let's say go, they go eight and seven, roughly, right? Five, just that's over forty nine wins. That's so not fifty. Forty nine wins. That's damn it. And I think they were fifty wow. la- 
50 wins last 47. year. You know what? 47. If, I'm Brad Stevens, if I'm Brad Stevens, get nine of our last 15. Get to the 5-0. Get to 50, baby. You got to get 50 to 50. Wins. What were you, they were what, 48 last year? 47, Brian or, said. Or 48. Somewhere I think they were 48. Get to 50. Win. You cannot be worse this year than you were last year. I think they'll be better. Or and the same. If they are, if they are, blame it on and, and Isaiah. You know Actually, you know what? Al Horford and you know as what? well. Or look at it this way. <laughs> look at it this way. Forget about the win total. Don't compare yourself to last year in terms of the win total. Compare yourself to last year in terms of the seating. Last well, year also, the- compare your win total against... Good well, teams well, well, and bad teams. Well, here's the thing, though. They stink against would bad you ra- teams. Would you rather, they stink against good no. teams as well. <laughs> would you yeah, average <laughs> against good okay, teams. Would you they rather finish with a worse record this year but a higher seed? Is that progress? Uh, I mean, because they won 48 last year and finished as, what, the five seed? Yeah. Well, what if they, won, they, four, what if they won 47 games and uh, win as the, se- uh, the second seed in the East? Aren't they... But like that, that three just and like nine against teams, uh, the top teams in the Eastern and Western Conference. Something like that. Something absurd. Because the win against Golden State, the win against Cleveland, and one win against Toronto. I think they're four, four and eight. Okay, four and nine. Still not good. No, it's not that <laughs> okay, good. So but what I'm saying is that they, they need to finish strong, regardless. Okay, so what I'm going to say then to adjust my my expectation of this team: 15 games left in the season, win nine of them, get 50 wins, get 50. 50 or 51. If if you somehow surpass 50, I'll be happy. And just go, uh, let's see, that would be 50 and 32. But I'll tell you what, if they crap the bed in this home stretch, I mean, I have no faith in them winning uh, a playoff series. I, I think right now, with the two seed, they would be playing the Detroit Pistons. If they're the three seed, they'd be playing the Indiana Pacers. Who would you rather play? Give me Detroit Pistons all the way. Sure. Because I don't want to play Paul George and Miles Turner. And so I, I think it's going to be extremely um, you know, valuable to Brad Stevens to go into the, the playoffs on a, a, you know, a momentum where they can't be stopped at home. They just can't. So they, they have to win all the games at home. They can lose some on the road, but they uh, got to win at correction, home. Correction, to be completely exact, it, they have 16 games. Oh, okay, so then they have to go 15. 9 and 7. Because I was looking at the math, and I was like, I'm just looking at their standings, and I did some quick math, and I was like, why am I coming up with 81 <laughs> as a total here? All right. So they have 16 I'm going to move on to left. question 5. Yeah, I was going to say, we spent a lot of time on that one. Tom Savage is coming into the game, and the fans here in Houston go nuts. Two plays later. Out. Yeah. Selection Sunday is tomorrow. I don't know if you guys have been watching Love any college basketball. college basketball. Love Sheesh. college basketball. Oh, I, I, I'm a huge college basketball aficionado. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a lie. I was going to say, <laughs> I didn't really smell sarcasm. <laughs> right. right. No. But I, no, I, I, all right. I can't stand it. I was, okay. I was just going to ask if you have any Cinderella's this year who are like sort of on the upswing, like teams yeah. that are like I hear, I hear UB is doing pretty good. Buffalo? <laughs> University yeah. of Buffalo. I don't think they are. No. I, think I, that's I actually a have no idea. Full face lie. I think I they're like no F9 wins. No, but to um, answer, I'll, I'll just go ahead and give you an answer. College basketball, no, I have no idea. Okay. I, I, sure. Maybe Buffalo will get in the Sweet 16. If they do that, that's good if enough If they me. make it. If they make the tournament, which I don't even know if they yeah, will. Yeah, you should probably look that up before you start <laughs> spewing it out of your mouth. <laughs> well, Oh, welcome welcome to the Boston market. <laughs> we really love talking about college basketball here. Well, Brian, I don't think that this tournament really has, like, you know, evident teams that are going to win right off the bat. So right. when you say Cinderella teams, I wouldn't even be shocked if a Cinderella team wins this year because yeah. how much parity. Well, I mean, last year Villanova won. I thought they were sort of a Cinderella-type team. Yeah. 
Kinda. Even though I mean, they, they were had the talent, rated, they were right. good in Big East. Um, if there's one team that could definitely key on, it's got to be Vanderbilt. Yeah. Uh, Vanderbilt's actually coming into the tournament on a hot streak. Yep. Um, they look really good. They have good guards. Um, one big is, is pretty good in my mind. Um, they have no like NBA prospects, so mm-hmm. that's why I think they do fulfill that Cinderella um, team. Yeah. But when it comes down to it. You know, you're going to have guys like Malik Monk have to step up for Kentucky. Yep. Lonzo Ball is going to have to step up for UCLA. UCLA is one team I'm watching uh, because they score so many points, and it's going to be tough to stop stop them. Right, but they're not like they're not a Cinderella team. No, it wouldn't no, be no. like out of question if they maybe won. Gonzaga. I know they had such a great year this year, mm-hmm. but um, I I feel like they will, will be like an eight, maybe a. Maybe a four seed, but... But, like, this year, you're not going to find... Like, Michigan State's not going to make the tournament. Right, which is rare for a Tom Izzo team. It's very rare. So, there's going to be teams that you think that would make it, Mm -hmm. and they aren't in it. Wisconsin is barely in it. Barely in it. And they've made it, what, six straight years, something like that? But Duke, I mean, they've had a couple of streaks in the season where they fell off. Yeah, and they just lost to UNC, No, they beat UNC. Oh, they came back. They came back and won. But Grayson Allen's a punk. I hate him. Oh, I hate but Grayson Allen. You're gonna have star. I feel like this is Bruce Bowen. I feel like this is the tournament. Like in years past, it was all about teams. Right. I feel like this tournament's gonna be all about stars. Yeah. What stars can come up? And, big? and it stinks that um, Washington sucks so oh, much. Fultz would have been awesome yeah, to watch. But it, it would have been interesting. To, uh, that's what I wanted to see to see if he could shine. Watch out for Louisville. Yeah, I see Louisville. I, 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 you know, I'm a Louisville fan. So yeah, I'm you already, are. I'm I still ready. don't understand that. You know what? How can you like Patino and and hate? Um, because God, they hate? they got a feistiness to them. Who, who do you they, hate? They, we ran you out of our bed. You hate Calipari. Yeah. yeah. They fu- we ran out of the bed again. Yeah. <laughs> this is the second time in, what, six shows that we've run out of the five questions bed? I don't know, but what I'm saying, I think Louisville's a really good team to watch out for, the they're, defense. They're great defensively. Really good on defense. But um, Josh Hart with Villanova, another guy to watch out for. So I think it's the year of the stars. If the years of the stars make it, you know, we can most certainly see a really good tournament. But don't expect, like, you know, teams to really play together. I expect stars to step up, like Grayson Allen and – um. Lines of ball. Well, as soon as the uh, the bed runs out, I think that's a sign that. We're no, it's not. I'm just gonna keep on talking. Thank you very <laughs> much. Just keep going. It's okay. <laughs> Quick yeah. break here on the Sports Blast. We will be back with the last stop. Don't go anywhere. ESPN New Hampshire. 1250 ESPN New Hampshire. Manchester's local ESPN. Sometimes diabetes can feel more like don't diabetes. Don't do this. Don't forget that. But with a little help from Walgreens, diabetes won't slow you down. Stop by for expert pharmacy care in-store or online via Pharmacy Chat. Pick up the medications you rely on and get savings on testing supplies from all major brands like OneTouch and Walgreens Truemetrics. Walgreens has just what you need to do more with diabetes. Walgreens, at the corner of happy and healthy. Over 3 million businesses use Indeed.com for hiring. And independent research shows that five times more hires are made through Indeed than any other job site. By creating the easiest, most effective hiring experience, we help businesses find great new people every day. Right now, we're giving new users a $50 credit to post a sponsored job on the world's number one job site. Claim your $50 credit at Indeed.com credit. Terms, conditions, and quality standards apply. Hi, Uh, I found a toy dinosaur over on the playground by Smith Street. Uh, It had this phone number on it, and, well, uh, I just wanted to make sure the dinosaur made it back to its little owner. Yeah, hi. 
I think I found your kid's stuffed animal near the swing set. Um, just want to call. I'm sure she misses it. I know my son gets super attached to the smallest things, even a fire truck, uh, and I'd be happy to drop it off. The toy was a little muddy, so I cleaned it up, and um, it's good to go whenever you're around. When I found the little sippy cup, I just had to give you a call. It's for a kid, you know? We do anything for kids. Yet one in six children in the U.S. struggle with hunger. Help end childhood hunger in Massachusetts and New Hampshire and give all of our kids the meals they need to grow. Find your local food bank at feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. He worked out early, practiced late, and studied well into the night. The next day, he did it all over again. She missed time hanging out and socializing with friends so she could make it on time to practices and games. He became a top student and a confident leader, even as he helped his team win back-to-back conference titles. She became a role model in her community, even as she led her team to an undefeated season. And when they finished playing high school sports, what did they do next? She graduated from college with honors and went to work for a successful company. He attended graduate school and became a difference maker in his community. Because that's what student athletes in New Hampshire do. They use the skills they develop playing high school sports today to do even bigger things in life tomorrow. High school sports. A winning part of a complete education. This message presented by the New Hampshire Interscholastic Athletic Association and the New Hampshire Athletic Directors Association. Scores, standings, trades, and breaking news. This is your ESPN New Hampshire update. The New England Patriots acquired wide receiver Brandon Cooks from the New Orleans Saints last night. The Pats surrendered their first and third round picks in this year's upcoming draft. Cooks is coming off a sec- uh, his second straight 1,000-yard receiving season. He'll carry a cap hit of just over $1.5 million in 2017. There were also a pair of notable departures from the Patriots yesterday. Cornerback Logan Ryan and Martellus Bennett, the tight end, each inking three-year contracts. Logan Ryan with the Tennessee Titans, Martellus Bennett with the Green Bay Packers. The Celtics were blown out by the Denver Nuggets last night, 119-99 at the Pepsi Center. The Celtics will next host the Bulls at the Garden tomorrow at 3.30. The Bruins are currently underway. They are facing the Flyers at the Garden. It's a scoreless affair in the first period. Split squad action for the Sox today. Chris Sale is through two innings, scoreless against the Tampa Bay Rays. Henry Owens, meanwhile, has allowed four runs in the first inning to the Twins at Hammond Stadium. That game is now in the bottom of the second. David Price is resuming baseball activities for the first time since being shut down on February 28th. As of right now, his routine consists of plyometric exercises. Those are your Sports Center updates. Be sure to listen live on ESPNNHradio.com as well as the ESPN Radio app. And listen to us on TuneIn as well. I'm Ashish Sharma. Don't go anywhere. The Sports Blast continues right now. Final segment here on the Sports Blast, ESPN, New Hampshire, ESPN, NHRadio.com. It's the Blast Off. Nice six-minute segment. Love it, as it always is. Short and sweet. Short and sweet as we... Uh, Just like Henry Owens' outings. Yeah. <laughs> too soon. <laughs> as we are. Never too soon. Never as, too as, soon. As, as, as we, Never too soon, Fabio. As we, as we head into... We're going to start calling him that, by the way. Yeah. Uh, as we head into... Um, oh, wait. The Bruins scored. It's one nothing. Oh, really? Did that happen during my update? It must have just happened. Probably. It just happened. Power play goal. 
All right, Bruins are up one nothing against the Philadelphia Flyers, and there's about a minute left in the first period. Trying to get uh, an update did we, for did you. Did we see who scored? Pasternak. There you go, David Pasternak. Power play goal. He has a Power knack for goal. scoring. Yeah, he's he. Oh, I see, <laughs> see what you did there. Uh, I like that. That was actually. But too bad good. it's pronounced knock. Pasternak. It's a knock for scoring. <laughs> oh, have you have you guys seen that uh, movie with Sandra Bullock and um, Melissa McCarthy? Are well, you a knock? <laughs> a knock. Yeah. <laughs> when he's saying Is that you're a knock. He, yeah. He, yeah, he, yeah. I, was, I, was, I, was, I wasn't sure what the name of the movie was, but are you a knock? <laughs> a, na- a nork. Oh, oh a nork. Yeah, a nork. Yes. Sounds like you have a Boston <laughs> accent there. <laughs> so, yeah, as we uh, get ready for a week off next week, we don't yeah. have a show next week because we will be airing high school, I almost said high school football, I'm sorry, high school basketball, is it? Yes. Yes. Pretty much all day on mm-hmm. Saturday, twelve right. to five. Now, so we'll be back the twenty fifth, which means we'll only ha- there'll only be like nine days until the Red Sox open up after that. Yeah. So you know what we'll be talking about? Red Sox, and hopefully baseball. Preview. Hopefully something to do with Dante Hightower and Malcolm Butler. That that I, I guarantee you that both will be resolved by then. I, I think both will, re- will be resolved this week. Hightower for sure. Hightower for sure. I think Malcolm Butler get they get done quick. It's going to take five days. It would be ideal though. Wouldn't it be just great if, like, they hold off for whatever reason, and then it comes back to when we're back on the air, <laughs> and then, like, the Breaking day before, news. and then we're able to talk about it like it's fresh. Kind of like know, how I'm, Brandon Cooks works Because I, I, know, I know Dave was a little upset that, I mean, not that he doesn't like covering the games that he does, but I know he was a little upset that he wasn't able to be here for the show to talk about all the crap that's happened. He didn't drive up here as fast as he could. Yeah. He was bitching about it yesterday. He was like, you guys get to talk about all this crap. You get to talk about Brandon Cooks and Stephon Gilmore and the Osweiler trade and all this other crap, and I'm covering a high school game. Cool. So, yeah, had a we, fun time. I'm back. heading to one after this. We show. could use some of his insight for sure on this show. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I think uh, expectations-wise, um, it's going to be a pretty slow week for NFL free agency. All the really top guys are you know, off the board, you know, post- Still trying to find a, a home there. Um, there's a couple of defensive tackles out there that can be had. Um, you know, Hightower, that saga, Malcolm Butler. Um, also, watch for like different trades. I, I think some teams are willing to go to the trade market if um, you know money can be had. So, um, you know, watch out for you know quarterbacks to be going different places. I think possibly Tony Romo. Um, going to the Houston Texans or Denver Broncos could take place this week. Jay Cutler, too. Jay Cutler, maybe the Jets. Or... Jay Cutler going back to the Broncos. Can you imagine that? I, I would like to see that. That'd be interesting. But I think they're going to work on Paxton Lynch. And... Yeah, because they want to trade Trevor Simeon I'm trying if to they can. Why did he leave? Josh McDaniels and he didn't see eye to eye, right? Yep. And, and then, then he Josh went McDaniels to... took Tebow. I would have kept Cutler instead of Tebow. But I would have done that. But well, then Brandon Marshall went to Chicago. Yeah, but Tebow gave Cullen you that year where they made the playoffs, won a game, and then got he willed them. He willed them to, w- he to did. victory he did. with the worst numbers you will ever see for a playoff for starting one, quarterback. For one year, for one postseason. Yeah. The postseason of his career. The, the, Tim the, Tebow. The year of his career. The only good, viable year. Because after that, he went to the Jets and became a backup. Yeah, now he's on the Mets. Yeah, <laughs> oh and, and he's taking practice wait, swings wait, in the batter box of the Red Sox. We got Sox. three minutes before we go to uh, before we end the show. I should say, um, Brian, you were telling me about some kind of stalker situation that he's yeah, a woman on. was like at, at St. Louis, Lucy, and like the police like stopped her, that, uh, like because she was like on the field, and she was like, "But I'm but I'm in a relationship with uh, Tebow," 
And there was like a sticker on her like license that said like I love God slash Tebow. Quick update. Uh, <laughs> quick, quick. <laughs> That's hilarious. And she was arrested. Quick update on uh, Tony Romo. Um, Adam Schefter's reporting that the Cowboys are very unlikely to trade Romo. So he's going to be he'll released. He'll probably be released. He'll just be released. I thought it was going to be like that makes Jerry sense. Jones not no. moving on from Tony Romo. It, it's like, Jerry, what are you doing? Uh, Jerry Jones retires. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, th- that makes sense because they know he's going to be released anyway. Yeah. So. Te- yeah, teams aren't going to pay for top dollar if they right. know that he's going to. Chris Sale, five strikeouts through three innings, by the way. Mm-hmm. Henry Owens, take notes. <laughs> Not everyone can be Chris Sale, though, so that's a little unfair. Well, he didn't allow a run in the second inning, but he walked two batters. So, uh, Yeah, <laughs> G- give, give him a break, all right? He only walked two batters. <laughs> give me a break. Rick Purcell you know, Owens, rang him uh... up. Rang him up. The other day. He should. On, like, what, four pitches? <laughs> and uh, Tim Tebow's late to the party. Let me Tim tell Tim Tebow you. also uh, took some practice hacks on the Red Sox on deck circle. Yeah, I was just saying that. Like, you know, he was on deck <laughs> and like, he dude, was... You're <laughs> such a clown show. You don't even know <laughs> did, where to... Didn't Porcello think he was a bat boy? Yes. <laughs> yeah, he did. He's like, like, hey, what, a, what a clown show. You don't even know where to warm up to take your practice hey, swings? he tied the game with a double play. You good, know? good for him. Yeah. Good and, for him. And he got a standing <laughs> ovation... For a, for, a double, for a strikeout and then a double play. Yeah, great, great. Well, Only well, Tim Tebow. I think Tim Tebow is going to be signing with the New York Mets this oh year. Oh my god! He, put some butts in the seats. Well, he's got the minor league deal, but honestly, if that happens, we have that sound. I don't know if we still have it, but what pinch hitter? We, we had that sound of Tim Tebow going, "Oh God, he's an awesome, awesome God." We yeah. had that once. That was unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's an awesome guy, Tim Tebow. He's an awesome guy, I guess. Well, that's, that woman thinks so. Yeah, he, no. she, she was even asked, like, what kind of relationship? And she was like, I'm not going to discuss that with oh you. Oh, God. <laughs> really? <laughs> so, uh, Tim Tebow, love yeah. affair. Yeah. Uh-oh. He doesn't even know about it. Uh-oh. All right, for Brian Roach and Mark Lazal, I'm Ashish We'll talk to you in a couple weeks. Enjoy your week, everyone. Peace. Peak Ski Area.